Hello everybody, my name is Eric and today we're going to be talking about the Cincinnati Reds first two months of the season. Now I'm a little late, I've been pretty busy the past couple days, so I'm actually doing this as of early June, June 7th in specific. Uh, they just finished off the four game sweep of the Cardinals on the road, so I thought that was a good time to talk about how the Reds are doing so far this season. And as they stand, they are one game under 500 at 28-29, and 29, which all things considered isn't too bad. I, I was optimistic earlier in the year, thinking that they could possibly go on a really good run. There are some factors that are preventing them from doing that, but we will talk about that in a little bit. Um, but right now, just kind of very generic stuff. Um, as they stand, they're only four games back of the division tied Brewers and Cubs. Uh, the Brewers, 9-1 and one in their last 10 games. Very impressive. But that being said, only four games out of five, uh, first place at the beginning of June is a pretty good spot to be in. I, I know where it's kind of a tight race right now with uh, Brewers, Cubs, Cardinals, and the Reds all within four games of each other. The Pirates are nine and a half games back. I assume that they're not going to make a push. But as it stands right now, four teams, four games back, it's going to be pretty competitive. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how the vision play ends up going throughout the rest of the year. Um, so to kind of dive into season as a whole it's been a mixed bag for sure uh no i don't think anyone would disagree with that they are one game under 500 so i think some things that have been really hampering them uh is is injuries consistency in pitching uh and hitting outside of the top two players uh bright spots is jesse winker who had just came off a second three home run game yesterday uh including the go-ahead home run and I think the top of the ninth um, propelled them to complete the four-game sweep. It was really, really sketchy at the end. I was really worried they were going to blow it. Um, they gave up a first-pitch single and then a double, but they were uh, fortunate enough to get out of it. Uh, Shout-out to Lucas Sims for doing that. But that being said, um, Winker and Castellanos have played spectacular baseball. Both of them are hitting very well. Both are above 350. Um, smashing home runs. They both have 12-plus, 30-plus RBIs. Uh, they've been doing really well on the hitting standpoint. OPS, both over 1,000. Uh, they're doing pretty well. Uh, where they stand on the injury front, they are still missing Joey Votto and Mike Moustakis, uh, both of which uh, provide good bats. I, I do think Votto just began a rehab assignment, so hopefully we'll see him back soon, uh, sooner than you think. Moustakis, I believe, is a close to starting a rehab assignment. I believe their heel injury um, kind of dampened where he was supposed to be, from my understanding. They've seen some good production from the position players on the bench, Kyle Farmer and Tyler Stevenson. Um, and Shogo Akiyama is just, just, just getting back. Um, really difficult with him. I think he's kind of the odd man out, uh, fortunately. Unfortunately for him, sorry. Um and then Sinzel, who seems to always be injured, is also um, kind of the odd man out because with Castellanos and Winker playing so well, where there's only one more position left to play, and that's center field. And it looks like Nate Wynn's doing pretty job, pr- doing a pretty good job out there. So I don't think moving him is a good idea. So they're kind of crowded in the outfield. It'll be interesting to see what they do with the trade deadline. If maybe they leverage one of those players for a trade. I'll get into some more of that later. But um, as a whole, uh, I think 
both Castellanos and Winker are both on pace to at least compete for an MVP. Um, Jesse Winker with two, three home run games looks really good right now. So um, I think from a media standpoint, media awareness, he should get at least some consideration if he continues this track. Um, So that's kind of how the hitting's been. Uh, On paper, it's really well. They are second in the league in total hits. Um, they're scoring at a decent amount. They're third in runs scored. So they're they're doing pretty well from a hitting standpoint on average. They're, it's kind of offset by the top two. Some other players are doing pretty well. It's definitely a much better improvement from last year. Last year they couldn't hit for squat. Now they're putting the ball in contact, putting the ball in play, and they're they're doing a much better job overall. So I'm really happy to see that because that was the biggest gripe over last year is that their pitching really had to carry them. Now kind of the inverse has happened. Their hitting is is outstanding, but their pitching is something to be desired. And a lot of people are saying that the bullpen's been really bad. I think it's been kind of a mix of both. You have some players like Lucas Sims is pitching really well. Uh, Tejay Anton has been pitching outstanding. I feel like every time he comes into a game, uh, he's almost completely locked down. Sean Doolittle has been really surprising. Uh, from the pitching standpoint, it's glad to see him do so well. But at, at the same time, Amir Garrett has been just, I don't know what's going on with him because he had an unstoppable spring training. And for him to come out and not do as well in the um, um, in the regular season, kind of a head scratcher. Uh, they do kind of have the old uh, closer by kind of rotation they did most famously back during the Nasty Boys days. Typically, you don't see that, especially with Reds teams. We almost have like a design designated closer, and uh, they won't get yanked uh, unless it's a complete disaster. But it doesn't seem to be the case this year. It seems like they're more, which I, I kind of like a little bit better. Um, yeah, it's nice if your closer is completely locked down, and but you have to pull them. But um, I do, I do like the closer by. Um, I guess rotation. There's a there's a specific phrase for that. Uh, closer by committee. There it is. Um, I like that a little bit better just because um, not everybody is going to be, you know, they could have a, a handful of straight games where they need somebody to close the game. And if, you know, relief pitchers can't be pitching every day, it's good to have that kind of backup and security. It'll be interesting once Michael Lorenzen gets back. Uh, he's on the 60-day DL. Uh, how he factors into the bullpen and how they'll ease him in because they could desperately use him um, on the back end. So, like I said, kind of a mixed bag because, you know, there's some good and there's some bad in the bullpen. But same with the starting pitching. Like, Tyler Malley and Wade Miley, who pitched a no-hitter earlier this year, that was fantastic. Um, They've both done pretty good overall. Uh, Sonny Gray, I think, is probably still getting back to form. Uh, I don't think he's all the way there just yet, so hopefully he can kind of turn around by the end of the year. Uh, Luis Castillo has just had a bad time with it. I don't, I don't know what it is. His ball just, just seems to, it just seems so hittable. Maybe he's missing his location, or maybe his ball's not getting the good um, movement on it to confuse hitters. Whatever it is, it's not looking too well for that guy, which sucks. I really do like Castillo. Right now, he's sitting at a record in two and eight. That don't look too good, but. Uh, for optimism for the future, uh, 2007 Bronson Arroyo did not have a good year. I forget exactly what his final numbers were, but he started out losing a whole bunch of games. And they ended up keeping him around. Uh, he stuck around and won a whole lot of games for the next six seasons for us. So I definitely think don't give up on the guy, but 
I'm not in the front office. I don't know who they're going to trade or change around. So um, we'll see how they keep it intact. As I mentioned, they are coming off a four-game stretch of the Cardinals, which they won all four games on the road, which is pretty impressive to do. They have not won a season, a four-game series in St. Louis since 1990. So um, great for them. I'm very happy to see that. I do not like St. Louis at all, so I'm very glad to see uh, us stomp them. Kind of looking forward, they do have a whole bunch of games um, in June against some, I guess I shouldn't say a whole bunch. They got a, a bunch of games against the Brewers that are division play. Um, I guess you also include the Cardinals series before. But then they also go into a home series with the Rockies, Padres. They go out uh, on a four-game series. Every time they go out west, it, it doesn't fare very well. Um, I don't know what it is, but they just don't seem to do well on the west coast, which is weird considering that the team was in the west division up until, like, realignment in 94, 95, whatever year it was. Um, so I'm not looking forward to that. They do play the Twins up there in uh, Minneapolis. should be interesting. Uh, home for the four-game series at the Braves. The makeup game against the Phillies and the couple against the Padres. July. Uh, looks like more of the Brewers. They come into town, and we go there before the All-Star game. Sandwiched between a road trip up to the Brewers, and then they come home to face the Brewers. They also have the Royals. Uh, hey, it'll be Mike Moustakas' grand tour because they're going to go play the Royals and then the Brewers. Look at that. How good is that? Uh, they got the Cubs a couple times, a three-game set with the Cardinals, three-game set with the Mets, and then they go visit the Mets. I'm kind of going out of order. I'm kind of reading this kind of poorly. This isn't my best uh, review. So the next two months I'll, I'll cover after July or maybe at the All-Star game. I don't know. Whatever. We'll we'll get we'll cross that road when we come to it. Yeah, I think uh I think it'll be interesting to see how they do leading up to them because I think uh the all star break is where you're gonna really know where the team is and if they're gonna be trading towards the end of the season because or sorry, trading towards the end of the trade deadline because the trade deadline July thirty first, all star game July thirteenth, that gives them about eighteen days or so to make moves. So it'll be um, – I, I, I wonder what they're going to do because they're still – like I said, they're still in contention. They're not far out of first place. If they get on a nice roll, win a couple games – they got like I said, a lot of games versus the Brewers coming up and a lot of games versus the Cubs coming up over the next two months. So they have – let me count. One, two series versus the Cubs. They have one, two, three, four series versus the Brewers. So they can – I know they're only out four games and a lot can change between now and then, but it could really put some damage into that uh, division lead if they can really beat up on the Brewers in the upcoming two months. Um, which I kind of hope they do. Obviously, we want them to win. All right. And uh, kind of what I was alluding to earlier with um, trades, it'll be interesting to see how they do at the trading deadline because I don't know where they're going to be. I assume that they want to compete and win. That's kind of been their attitude over the past two years. I kind of think their thought is, okay, we got a couple more years on Joey Votto's last contract. Let's make moves to try to win. Uh, get him a World Series ring and then cement him as one of the best first basemen 
in this decade at least, if not or this decade, this century, if not all of baseball, especially in Reds, uh, Reds history. So they made moves to get Sonny Gray, Trevor Bauer. They made big signings in Castellanos, in Muzdakis, Shogo Akiyama, all these players to bring in uh, to put a cohesive team together. And they definitely improved over the last two years. 2019 uh, wasn't very good. Much better improvement over the Brian Price years, which were virtually wasted for no reason going into 2020. Uh, won well enough down the stretch to earn a playoff spot. And then now uh, they didn't do much, particularly in the offseason. Made a couple light trades. Trading Rysel Iglesias is still a head-scratcher to me. Um, I don't know how he's doing. Uh, but to let the guy walk who they traded for is uh, completely beyond my comprehension. Um, so currently, Rysel is 3-2 and two with a... 3.91 ERA and 10 saves, which I feel like we could really use right about now. I know the Angels aren't very good, but we really could use um, 10 saves in the bullpen. I don't know. I just that, that move was baffling to me in retrospect. Well, I, at the time, I thought it was weird. In retrospect, it's baffling considering they let the guy walk. Um, so, who knows what they're if they're gonna who they're gonna keep and who they're gonna trade away? Because they, like I said, a plethora of outfielders. Uh, they could make some moves to bring in some good pitching if they let a couple guys go. Like I could, I could see them trading Sinzel or even Castellanos to bring in some pitching. Um, if, I mean, if they bought them out, I could see them completely selling the shop. I, if they're competing well enough, I could see them going out and getting some players. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they traded some some of the starters, either Castillo or Gray, just to see who they can bring back. They probably, I would expect Miley to be gone. Uh, he is in the end of his two-year contract. Um, they'll probably trade him away in some capacity. Uh, that's just what I expect out of this team and how I've, how they've done uh, veterans on expiring contracts who pitch well uh, or just general players. Um, they've done that before, so it wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me if they did it again. So yeah, I mean, in in, in whole, uh, to give my my prediction, kind of like well. well First, I'll backtrack and give my full, unadulterated opinion. Um, I think the first third of the season has been a little disappointing. They probably could have won a little bit more games than they should have, you know, given how well they're hitting. Um, but it, it's course for some optimism in the future. And I keep saying that during a lot of our uh, podcast episodes, whether it's with football or basketball. Um, I do feel like most optimistic about the basketball, the Cincinnati Bearcats basketball team, and in turn their football team at the moment. A little bit more confident on the Reds, not as confident on the Bengals. So I do feel some level of optimism and confidence that they will do a little bit better going forward. I think uh, I think their pitching may come around. You never know. Um, and maybe they'll continue the good streak of hitting uh, once they start getting players back from injury. Like I said, Vado, Moustakis, uh, Sinzel, uh, Blandino is also hurt. I think Matt Schrock is also set to do a um, rehab assignment soon. So hopefully those guys can come back and kind of bolster up some of the uh, some of the bench. Uh, and then hopefully the pitching can follow up as well. Because overall, it's been a mixed bag. The good, I hope the good stays good and then the bad... Um, gets better um 
I kind of like that Vladimir Gutierrez. I thought he pitched pretty well his first uh, game. 25-year-old out of uh, Cuba. I think we'll check back during the All-Star game or before or around the All-Star break. I kind of see how they're doing. I'll kind of make my final predictions, how they're going to be towards the trading deadline and who they're going to, what moves are going to be made. Um, I think overall that pretty much covers the first third of the season. Um, I will say I went to two games with my dad and me and my dad do not have a good track record of going to games and then ending up winning. So uh, it was surprising to me that they won both games that we went to. However, uh, the first game was the first three home run game that Winker went to, and they proceeded to go on a seven-game losing streak that was sent them from like nine and five in first place all the way down to um, nine and twelve in last place. So it was like I guess the trade-off is we got to see the game that won, where they came back in the bottom of the ninth and won it in the tenth, just for them to lose in the, the next seven. So I guess that was the that was the trade-off. And then we went to the Fireworks Friday game, uh, the first one, uh, which was the three home run. Oh, I think I may have messed that up. Uh, The first game we went to, sorry. That was the one where they won at the bottom of the 10th and then went on the seven-game losing streak. The second game was the 21st where um, Winker had the first of the three home run games. Uh, however, that was the only game they won on a seven-game homestand. They went one and six, so uh, I guess that was nice for us. <laughs> we got to see a nice winner, but overall, the that pulled a stinker out of that homestand. Very unfortunate. Um, but yeah, uh, it's been fun to watch them. Uh, I think there's a lot of potential, and they just need to capitalize on it, and hopefully they can stick together and keep the group together and um, catch fire late in the season, go on a nice run. Washington Nationals did that in 2019. Uh, They started out very mediocre the first uh, month, maybe month and a half, and then they turned it on the rest of the year. Uh, Ended up winning winning the World Series. I believe they were a wild card team that year. Uh, Let me double check that real quick. Okay, so after an elongated search... Nationals began 2019 1931, which is much worse than where we are now. Um, we're at, like I said, 28-29. Not too bad. Uh, they end up finishing 93-69, and 69, and they're in the wild card game. Uh, so that that's the play. And so they earned a wild card game. It's not entirely impossible to believe that we will do something similar. Um, they do have some World Series experience, and Sean Doolittle, who was on that team. So why can't he do it again? Um, so hopeful optimistic that they, they can turn it around. Um, I think Dave Bell does okay as a manager, so I don't think he's like the problem or anything. Uh, I, I just think they got bad luck on, on just their pitching. Um, it's not like the old pitching days at Dusty Baker where they had a good rotation and bullpen, but you know, uh, that's in the past and we're looking forward. I think they'll do pretty well towards the end of the year. I hope that they do. Uh, I think that covers up today's episode thank you very much for listening and you guys have a good rest of your day